welcome to the Embrace Your Light podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca Lyons and Daniel Massey. And every week, we are going to take you on a journey filled with spiritual exploration, inspiration, and expansion. Each week, we will guide you down the path of ancient spiritual wisdom and new age enlightenment from some incredible guides so that you can continue your spiritual journey with ease, grace, and a little bit of fun. So today we have a very special guest. We have a very good friend of mine, Kyle Perez, known as the Crystalline Mage. He is a qualified gemologist, internationally recognized psychic, medium, healer, crystal intuitive, meditation and spiritual development teacher, past life regressionist and lover of all things magical. His true passion is empowering each individual he meets and works with to make the most of their own lives, develop their own spiritual and psychic gifts, and work with the amazing world of crystals in practical ways for everyday life. There is no one box that fits what Kyle does or who he is. Just like his taste in music and inspirations in life, they are varied and many. So welcome, Kyle. I am Hi. so excited to have you. <laughs> you this are welcome. Because this is Kyle's birthday. So yeah, this is Kyle's birthday. birthday. Yes. Happy birthday to me. Woo-hoo. What a bizarre thing to be doing. And the amazing thing as well is that Danielle is in uh, East America, uh, Eastern America. So... Okay. I always forget if it's Pence, uh, New York or... Well, right now I'm in New York, so... Oh, I perfect. New York. Yeah. New York City. I am close to London in England, and Kyle is in Perth in Western Australia. We literally love today. Yeah, all across. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's how like America to Europe to Australia. Yeah. Kyle, how did you spend your birthday today? So it's been really lovely and quite low-key, hanging out with my husband and some friends, bit of time outdoors, which has been really nice. The weather here is beautiful and sunny and very summery. Um, so, and I live um, by our main river, which runs along the center of the city. So yeah, just hanging out at the park with some friends, nice and low-key, nice and easy. It's been very, very lovely. And your river has dolphins, right? Yeah, I saw some actually. There was some. There was a couple playing. Um, uh, Danielle shaking her head. <laughs> just off the jetty in front, and there was a whole bunch of kids screaming with excitement because they hadn't seen it before. But yeah, it's so cool. That's it's a very healthy city. Um, we've got a huge national park that's like right in the middle of the city. You've got dolphins. You've got all sorts of animals. It's quite interesting. I just see Danielle shaking her head. I'm so <laughs> jealous. I'm sitting here in a snowstorm. <laughs> it's so cold. I'm, like, I, I don't, I'm in a singlet, right? And it's 10 o'clock at night for me, and I'm in a singlet. And I'm bundled. Like, we'll have to post a screenshot of this. Like, just, yeah, we have to. I'm we in holding and all black. I'm just so sad that it's so dark. <laughs> and you know what, Kyle? Like looking at you in your, in your, what do you call it? Singler? I call it like a vest. Just reminds me. So Kyle and I met in Bali and we met when Kyle was hosting a workshop called Cosmic You. 
and it was so kismet it was just insane like I went to Bali on my own I'll just tell the story super quick it's so much more detailed than this but I was supposed to go to a retreat which I decided last minute not to go to I ended in Ubud which is um is like I don't know if it's the capital of Bali or if Bali has a capital I'm not sure central Bali yeah and and most people who've been to Bali have been to Ubud um and I had done i'd climbed the mountain which is absolutely terrifying if i'd have known before but i'm glad i did it it was amazing and then i stayed a few days i said i was about to go to um i wasn't sure i was about to go to the coastline and then i saw your course and i was like oh 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 and it was just before my birthday so I that's stayed, I did the course and that's where I met you and the most amazing people. And we spent three days together and then you followed me to the coast for my birthday. And then I came back and followed you back to Ubud and then we've been friends ever since. Yeah, did a reading on you before I caught a plane back to Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just before Didn't you I? did my first yeah, ever mediumship me. reading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my first yeah. ever mediumship reading. It was it was absolutely amazing. You did readings for everyone who yeah. who was in the group because everyone obviously wanted a reading from you. And then when I came home, loads of my friends had readings with you. <laughs> yeah, it spread. It's so amazing. Yeah. Sometimes we just meet those people, and it's like the universe just placed them on your path, and the stars aligned, and it was always meant to be. And yeah. that yeah. feels like one of those stories, right? Oh, serendipity at its finest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just in Bali of all places, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And just before I the, was- just before COVID, you know, it was in, just in October, just before coronavirus. Um, and, you know, somewhere that I felt called to go to, like I didn't have a choice. Like my, I was going to Bali and I was going on my own and nothing was planned everything said to me don't plan anything and it was so interesting because before i i um i met you i was umming and ahhing so much oh where do i go do i go to the island do i go to changu do i go to here and i was like i just couldn't figure it out i just couldn't figure it out and then it just obviously made sense that i hadn't pre-booked anything i hadn't put a deposit down or bought anything so i could stay in ubered and then i just stayed another four nights and yeah i got to spend so much time with you oh it was awesome it was an it was an experience (laughs) it was an experience and like from the incredible intro i just gave of you like can you tell us a bit more about you (laughs) the wonderful world of you so i sort of stumbled upon my gifts if you could say, um, I've always been a, a, a really blessed to be around spiritual energy. So my mother um, is a tarot reader. She's an astrologer. She does numerology. She's a white witch um, and has always had gifts. And I've always been around spiritual energy without sort of tapping into it myself. Um, and it was in my late 20s. My body basically told me, you need to make a change. You need to make a shift. My mother owns a crystal store. And I basically handed in my resignation from hospitality. My mum said, come and work for me. I'm going to put you through gemology so you can learn about crystals and work for me. And we'll see what happens. Over the course of two years, I got my gemology degree, which is all science. 
And so I was doing that at night. And then during the day, I was working in the crystal store, learning about the spiritual side of crystals. I was doing a bit of psychic and spiritual development and all this stuff started to happen at the same time in conjunction as I was learning about them. And I started off just doing crystal healing for people. The crystals started just saying, I want to be laid out. I want to work on healing. Healing became psychic energy, became mediumship, became past life, became Akashic Records became meditation, became teaching workshops, became all of the other things. And here I am now, seven years later, you know, doing international podcasts, traveling the world, doing video readings um, for all sorts of people all around the world, empowering very much through the way that I wasn't. I have had to figure out so much on my own. I've had to trial and error. I've had to make many, many, many mistakes. And I spent my whole twenties, you know, teens and twenties working in hospitality, learning about people and how to interact with people. And that is my back ability to then be able to work with people, do readings for people, workshops is because I've learned about people through hospitality. And that's the best way to learn about people and how they truly are is how they treat hospitality staff. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's given me a really interesting open eye to people working with people. And yeah, I love to meet people like myself that have felt lost, that have felt unsure, that have felt there's something more than what I know, but I don't know what it is and I don't know how to tap into it. Those people that feel uh, ostracized or isolated because they like something different. They like something weird. They like something woo woo or whatever this is. They're like growing up as a gay kid, I was teased. I was bullied. I was ostracized. I was put on the outer. I've also been alternative my whole life. Colors, different colored hairs, tattoos, piercings. So even within the gay community, I've also been ostracized and segregated to a point. So I feel connected to people that feel separated and feel lonely and isolated. And I love being able to know that or get them to know or help them to know that they're not alone. They're not by themselves. There, I, there are many ways that you can tap into the incredible energy of the universe and empower yourself and become more in control. Not that we're ever in control, but like, as we like to think in our lives. You know, that's such a powerful message because I think so many of us, especially like those of us in our 30s and older, we went through spiritual awakenings at a time when people weren't talking about it and weren't connecting, weren't open. And we just live in a different world now where everything can be found on the internet and it doesn't matter how weird or how counterculture you are, your people are out there and you can access them. So you, when you were going through your spiritual awakening or your first spiritual awakening, how was that experience? Well, it was really, really, for me, heart-wrenchingly isolating. I felt really misunderstood and I felt misunderstood my whole life. Um, And I thought I'd gotten to a place of being understood and all of a sudden I felt like I'd regressed back to being a kid again. And I felt really like, I want to know everything. I'm excited about all this information, all of these experiences and all of this stuff. As you know, as you said on the internet, it's all out there all of a sudden. Um, But I also felt because the rest of my friends group that I'd spent time with up until that point weren't on the same path. They were in a different place doing different things. And I felt very all of a sudden like, who am I? Where am I? What's going on? So I actually went through quite a heavy sort of 
dip. Um, I went through my own uh, COVID quarantine, as it were, for a couple of years where I was basically, I didn't go out, I didn't spend money, I wasn't earning any money. I was really challenged by my own feelings and energy. Um, I came off partying and taking a lot of hard drugs as well as um, prescription medication. It was all of that that I'd cut off. I stopped and I brought myself to this place of trying to find clarity and in that point all of my emotions came up and came through as well and it was through having to deal with that that I've then come out of it to this point. Yeah it's interesting because we were Danielle and I were talking about this on a a podcast uh, the other day um, about our own spiritual awakenings and I said for mine was very much before was escapism Mm. and Danielle said hers was denial like denial to that the spiritual side and mine was pure escapism you know alcohol um yeah I would say mine's probably a combination of both (laughs) yeah it's funny how everything's very a little bit different yeah I always kept busy I always made sure I was doing something surrounded by people working hard and playing hard Yes. I was constantly surrounded by people. I thought I didn't like my own company. I thought I didn't want to be on my own. I was so shy when I was younger that I thought I just hated being on my own. And now I'm just like, I love being on my own. (laughs) Leave me alone, everybody. (laughs) We were literally talking about before this started, before we hit record, how each one of us was talking about our ideal birthday day because of Kyle's birthday. And all of us were like, I could do all this stuff alone. It'll be so magical. It's going to be great. <laughs> Everything gifts when you find yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. No would you, what would you say would be your advice, though, for when the like tidal wave hits of actually having to deal with your emotions and not escaping or denying it? Like when you finally like choose to embrace to take it on like what would you say i don't i don't feel like it's really an ending battle like oh that makes it sound really bad but like you know it's you're never got not going to have any anything coming up against you you know we can't deal with that we can't um sorry we can't uh stop that is what i mean but like yeah for anyone who's like oh my gosh i've got all these feelings that i have to deal with what would you say your advice would be i would say feel them allow yourself to feel them and allow yourself to process them at a pace that you are okay with. It's like, first you have to sort of put your toe in the water sometimes and that's okay. Um, I always found huge solace in journaling and writing and being able to see my feelings because people like us that are going through spiritual awakenings and changes are very much afraid to reach out to psychologists and psychiatrists and even our friends and family and being able to just talk about what's in your head often is the thing that makes it more sane just by saying it, just by getting it out and just by hearing it off a sounding board. So by writing, I found the ability to hear my own thoughts, see them, experience them, go, okay, that's a bit nuts. You don't have to worry about that. Or, okay, this is fine. Let's look into this a bit more. Or um, let's cry, let's let's yell, let's scream, let's write all over the paper, and then we'll burn that and we'll release that energy and we'll let it go to the universe and we'll enjoy the catharsis of that healing and we'll bring ourselves back to balance. I learned to cry through this process. I never used to cry. I actually used to... I didn't cry probably for about 
12 years I wow. didn't shed one tear and I actually developed a benign tumor the size of my fist in my back behind my heart right behind my heart wow. my chest and it was all the feelings that I pent up that I held on to that I didn't release and uh, as soon as I started in this journey and I'd had that surgery just beforehand um I I cry, I started crying and all sorts of things and I didn't know how to deal with it and it was I, I soon learned I just had to allow myself to cry I had to allow myself to feel um, there's a, a lot of feeling within this individual within this person and it's just part of who I am and it's okay to feel it's okay to cry it's not a weakness it's not a weakness or a weak thing always a tough challenge. And now I'll cry at adverts that I see. I do my weekly oracle readings and I pull a card and I'll cry and I'm in front of people and I'm live. And it's like, this is happening. I'm crying. Deal with it, everyone. This is obviously a big thing. Let's just go with it. And I couldn't have done that seven years ago. I couldn't have done that five years ago, 10 years ago. Like, but now it's a huge part of who I am. And I love that I feel, I love that I am a big feeler because it allows me to do what I do. And I couldn't do it without it. I love that. And the fact that you can cry on camera in front of other people, it gives everyone else permission to feel their feelings. Yes. Because sometimes, like you'd mentioned before, when you go to see a therapist or psychiatrist, you feel like you can't. And I actually come from that world. I'm a therapist or was before there we go. I was over. I would see yeah. that all the time with people where they would feel like they couldn't cry because I'm not crying. So then, of course, I'm like, let's just cry this out together. Like, let's just get yeah. weird and just make it okay. Because once you give someone that permission, everything can just flow. So the, yeah. the thing that you're doing is powerful. I was going to say. I didn't realize oh, that I started doing it. Sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say like the, the fact that Danielle is a therapist and I was going to say to Danielle, well, first of all, like Kyle, you're giving people permission, which is like the most amazing thing ever. And like Danielle, don't you think like, well, how would the world be such a better place if we all were able to feel our emotions and we didn't bottle things up? I mean, I know it would have made a huge difference for me because I was always that person who bottled mine up too, just like Kyle was saying. I, I don't know if I went 12 years without crying, but I definitely repressed a lot of things and that manifests in the physical body. I developed cancer and it happens for all of us. I've heard this story a thousand times. When you repress, when you bury things, your body reacts to that repression. And so oh, yeah. when things flow and kind of be more like water, just let things like cry and release and everything moves. Oh man, that's where the good stuff happens. Yeah. yeah. So even if I someone just took that away from the podcast to like cry yeah. and to feel their yeah. emotions, like that would Everyone be like amazing. <laughs> Go cry now. Feel your feelings. <laughs> I like to use the metaphor for me because I'm a fire sign and I like the energy of fire. For me, the volcano, we bottle up and we bottle up and then volcanoes are going to explode, right? Yes. It's what they do. They're here to release that pressure. And once they've settled, once everything's died down and the dust has settled, you've then got the most nutritious soil for new things to grow on. So you can actually then mm. start fresh, start new through that release, through that healing release. It's actually a really cathartic thing. And it's something that we are allowed to purge and release and grow and start fresh whenever we need yeah. to, whenever that pressure gets too much. That's beautiful imagery. And that's so yeah. important for people to hear and to understand now. Yeah. I have a and funny story going. This year. 
I have a funny story going off the volcano thing, right? Mm -hmm. So Jack and I, my partner, moved from London to the countryside. We live in like the forest in Epping in Essex now. And we went for a walk the other morning because he was like, right, let's get up tomorrow morning and just go for a walk before we do anything. Let's go out early. And I was like, yeah, okay. I love walking. So we went out walking (laughs) and we'd been through the forest and we got to this big bit of open field and we could see around us. And I was like, I'm going to scream. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm just going to scream really loud because I can't, I couldn't do that in London. And I just, it's just, you know, I, I, I just wanted to scream really loud. And he was like, okay. So I was just like, ah, like as loud as I could. And oh my gosh, it hurt my throat so much. And I said to Jack, do it. And he did it. And then he was like, whoa. And again, he's like, that really hurt. And I was like, I'm going to do it again. So I did it again. And then it felt so amazing. And then Jack was like, oh my gosh, look behind you. And there was a family behind us who'd come running out of the woods oh thinking that we were in trouble. When you said you guys started to scream, yeah. I thought was I hope there was no people around who were like yeah. there was a child. There was a man on the phone like as if he was like calling like emergency services and um, we were just cracking up but I honestly I, I had the best day after doing that like I felt like I'd just released from my life lungs like I just released so much it's just oh it's so powerful so powerful I usually tell my clients like I'm not a therapist anymore really I have a couple clients I still hold on to just because but for the most part it's just shadow work now but when I would do it I would tell my clients all the time find a place you can go and scream like I don't care if you're driving down the highway in your car or screaming into a pillow in my office scream let everything that's stuck within here get out because it's trapped and it needs to you have to let it go that's it so good so good I've done readings for people where I've said do you like to box or do you like to kickbox do you like to like to be aggressive and let out anger in that way they're like yeah I go, do you know that that's like meditation and release i go <laughs> mind blown right i'm like do that use that to release your pent-up tension like i thought that would be too angry i'm like no no absolutely not we are range of emotions for a reason we're supposed to express every single mm-hmm. one of them we're not meant to live yeah. a life that is dulled or numb in any capacity no. Yeah, as I always say, normal is just a sitting on the washing machine. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Kyle, what other um, spiritual self-care advice do you have for the people who are listening? Because this is, this is brilliant. Mm. Oh, thank you. Um, I always try and recommend finding a tribe, finding a community, finding people in whichever way you can, if that's online through people that you can follow, that you feel you can respond to. Um, When I do my events and my workshops, I always advertise at the bottom that it's a chance to meet like-minded people that are, you know, like you on the same sort of journey. So I always try and say, try and find community. If it's one person, if it's a whole group of people, whatever or try and find comfort within yourself, as I said, to write and to talk about your feelings with yourself, to be open about what you're experiencing with yourself. I always ask or say to ask the universe for help. If you don't ask, you don't receive. And it's so, so important that if you start that dialogue with the universe of asking the universe for help, it will come to you in all sorts of magical ways. And that I love then seeing the results and hearing the results. But yeah, it's finding both within yourself 
comfort and yeah if you can that tribe too and often it comes quite uh quite easily and without trying you often get brought the right sort of people yeah. that uh are meant to help you along your path and echo that, your own journey that also i feel because i know the two of you um very well <laughs> luckily um and we've all got partners who aren't into this kind of stuff like we are right so i find that a lot of people that i speak to they're kind of like questioning their relationship they're like oh my yes. partner isn't spiritual they're not woke or you know it's am i meant to be with them and if they f and it's like that's okay that is so yeah. okay and you can't judge them you can't push them you can't do anything or you shouldn't do those things you just find a tribe that you can vibe with right and yeah. when you do that it makes you have these amazing people who make you realize oh my gosh i'm not crazy or oh <laughs> like i'm i'm not being too dramatic or i'm i'm, I'm it's okay for me to feel like this so yeah. i feel like community is just so important it's so important mm -hmm. yeah. they, they can validate the weird crazy things that you think too like when you wake yeah. up and you're like i was like on a different planet last night and i don't know who to tell that because that's a weird yeah. thing to say to like your average yeah. person so having those people that you can go to is so powerful yeah, yeah. and it puts yeah, it kind of puts a lot on the partner sometimes like when i've told jack some of the stories from like the akashic records he it's kind of like his i can see his brain like turning and he's like i remember when i told him the first time i went astral projecting astral traveling and i was like do you believe me and he was like yeah and i was like but like well what do you think he's like i don't know what to think but i do believe you and it's like and it was like he didn't really want to go any further than that so then i call my friend and i'm like holy smokes da, 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 da. and they're like that's so amazing da, da, da. like you've got to share this with someone you know yeah exactly you can't feel like a crazy person because you, you make yourself crazy literally Mm -hmm. and it's fun <laughs> it is fun and every experience that you have like even if it's something that your partner might feel like you're imagining who says imagination isn't real because where are we going when we experience those things what is the brain actually showing us and why is it conjuring up those images so you have to find people who support that aspect of it and will just let you be free yeah because i mean also, what is real <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you give them space as well, because this is the thing, they, they know you as a certain person, right? And you're evolving and changing. So they have to learn to know you and evolve and change at the pace that they need to. So you have to give them the space to do it at their pace. And you'll always find that if they're meant to, you'll, you'll end up together and you'll stay together and you'll keep moving forward and they'll understand. They may not understand everything, but they'll understand and they'll be your base and support. I have a funny story yeah. about that. So my husband, yeah. like, he's a spiritual, like 2%, like he's, he likes the idea of it. But the other day, my um, soon to be brother-in-law had come into contact with someone with COVID and he was freaking out. And my husband turned to me and was like, can you check with his spirit guys and see if he has COVID? And I was like, I absolutely can. And I will. And he doesn't. So we're fine. And today we found out he doesn't have it. And Drew was like, she talked to your spirit guide. She knew. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs>
That's so funny because we underestimate people though, right? Just because they're not outright saying it in our language, yeah. we think, oh, they don't get it. They don't, but they yeah. are like underneath the surface, what they're not sharing, they're just processing it in a different way. And I feel like we openly share things. We're, we're sharers. Like maybe we're oversharers sometimes. I don't know. That's why but we have like, a podcast for, to overshare. Yeah, that's why we have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what would you say Kyle to people who are waking up or maybe their partner isn't quite in the same what they would think is I don't know energetically you're on a different vibe maybe like what would you say as like advice for those people mm -hmm. I would uh firstly say that you need to be open and honest with that partner and you need to say to that partner this is what's going on you don't have to understand but I am going to say, this is what's happening around me. That's it. I don't necessarily need you to say that you can fix a problem or necessarily have to understand everything that I'm saying, but I just want you to know that this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going through. And as long as you're supportive and are willing to go on this journey with me, then I think we're all good. And I think all partnerships should have the freedom of individuality as well as the togetherness and the interconnectedness. And if you don't have the ability to follow your own passions and interests and joys, then you're probably being restricted in some way and the, ba the balance isn't there. Absolutely. So I think as long as you're open and honest, you say, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going with my husband. It's been a journey. And at the very beginning, when I was sort of getting out of hospitality and getting into this and it wasn't really paying its way, it wasn't really paying the bills. It was hard. That trust was there. And he was always encouraging me because of his knowledge for me to go back into hospitality. It was like, you know, you can earn money. Maybe you should get a part-time job and it will help supplement. And my heart was like, no, I can't do it. It's like, I can't do it every time I walked into a cafe it was like no I can't do it and I asked the universe for the guidance I had a moment I had a night I had a release and the very next day came to me and the universe brought me exactly what I needed and showed me the way forward and it, trusting yourself is important and being honest is just as important and that understanding will always pay dividends that will honesty will always pay dividends I think yeah. What about you, Danielle? What about you? What would you say your advice would be with maybe not feeling like or feeling like a bit different or just like you're developing in a way individually? Like, what would your advice be? I think each one of us, we so badly want to see ourselves mirrored in our partner. And so when they don't have the exact experiences that we're having, it can feel like our reflection isn't matching and that scares people a lot. And we're really not meant to have a partner who is an exact reflection of us. They should be someone who's a compliment. And so as you're ascending and moving through your journey, especially those of you who are new to this, just let yourself go and trust that the universe placed this other person on your path for a reason. And maybe they'll catch up and maybe they won't. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be something where you're always exactly on the same path. What's more important is how do you guys come back together? Sort of like what Kyle was saying earlier about communication. How do we just open it back up where you go, this is what I'm going through. And just so you know, and that's okay. Just have that open dialogue. I think everything that Kyle said was perfection. Yeah, same. Thank yeah. you. I just think so many people 
question over question things and overthink things and then yeah and they see other couples maybe on instagram or you know they they get there's so many people giving older eyes (laughs) i wish you guys could see this video yeah yeah Yeah. And, and, and other people, you know, when like people are telling you, oh, this person is compatible with this person and, you know, they look at their natal chart and they look at their human design and they look at what's compatible. And, and, you know, some people out there that are doing psychic mediumship stuff, they're not doing it coming from like a place of integrity and they can say certain things to like, I see so many things about like twin flames um, and that gets into people's heads. And Mm -hmm. then, they then think, oh, I'm not with my twin flame or who is my twin flame? And then they just question and question and question. Yeah. And it's just doesn't need to be, it just doesn't need to be that complicated. It's like, how do they make you feel? Do they make you, do they compliment you? Do they feel like not as in compliment you physically or like literally, but do they compliment your life? Yeah. Do I look good? Tell me. <laughs> but um, I, I, I feel like I kind of experienced I experienced like questioning of like, well, I'm going in this direction and he's going in this direction. And now like, what's going to happen? And it's like, well, just live in the present moment. Don't overthink it. Don't project into the future because the future does not exist. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's all potential. So yeah, I felt like just sharing that. (laughs) Kyle and I both do past life regressions. And one of the things I've experienced when I do past life work with people is I'll show them like you haven't been with your twin flame in most of your lifetimes. Like it happens sometimes, but in most of your lifetimes, you just find a partner who suits you in that moment because there's a lesson that your soul needs you to learn. And so whoever it is that you're with, there's a reason that you're with them. There's something that fits into your soul's journey and that's okay my partner is not my twin flame and I'm actually really grateful for that because I see plenty of twin flame relationships that are oh they're intense right in some ways I sort of think that this lifetime for me is meant to be easier on the relationship front so that I can focus on the stuff that's hard and go into the shadow in other ways what do you see Kyle in the past life stuff especially Definitely. Well, I I have a really unique um, connection because I actually have a twist, twin sister in spirit. Uh, we were together in the womb, um, but she was miscarried. Uh, and I have this sort of link, and through this link, I've understood through... We're like interweaving in and out, 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 just to learn different things for different reasons so that we can get the most out of this human experience, right? And then within our life now, you'll have people that you've had close ties with past lives, and then maybe they're on the edge of another past life. You've met another person and you interact with them for a day or a week or a year, and they echo different lessons and they come back again. Maybe you didn't learn it it properly and you need to learn it again. Maybe there's a part of your soul, a part of yourself that you need to reclaim from a lesson from the past that needs to come back to you. I think that if we obsess over the twin flame, the soulmate thing, we're not getting the most out of our experience. We're focusing on one side of things. It's like I see a huge rise in um, like tantric, energy and tantric uh things and i don't say that there's anything wrong with that i think it's quite important sexual energy and intimacy and sensual energy is super super important but it's also not everything 
like the partnership relationships is not everything platonic relationships i think are more important friendship relationships the way we can learn it's like in english we only have one word for love but in other relationships there can be 20 for different ways that we can love and that is the way that we learn through love through relationships through friendships through intimacy in different ways through the person that i love and i connect through books with the person that i connect through astrology with through the person that i am with as a partner we connect and we learn differently through all of them and that's the same through our past lives beautiful i love past lives i love i love going into past lives it's so fascinating i just i i love as well like i don't know why but it just popped into my head when danielle and i did a past life regression when i did one with danielle and it's so funny because it's not always what you think it's going to be we went to another bloody planet we went to another planet (laughs) it was great there's so many lessons that our souls need to learn and people put so much emphasis on relationships and it's important but there's also the relationship with yourself and there's so much that you can learn just right here right just coming home that's it coming home to yourself yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i get i i'm really lucky coming again like it's a unique thing coming from a gay perspective because you have less less pressure on like the get married wife two kids sort of box that is on a lot of people most people so i've become very comfortable and happy with you know i'm not having kids i'm not having a wife and two kids like that's not my life that's not who i am and to not have to fit into a box is something that comes up all the time all the time and it's about being able to go okay i don't have to have kids yet or settle yet or because i have kids it doesn't have to limit me to being this person the relationship that sort of stuff comes up all the time all the time i think it is so so important to know that yes i need to focus on me first and the rest of the stuff will fall into place better it will make it easier yeah so true so I yeah. switch gears because we only have a little bit of time left with you and we haven't talked about crystals at all. And oh that's God, my favorite thing. <laughs> Where are the crystals? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite oh, one. Oh, yes. Oh, what's that? Oh, yes. So it's a big labradorite. Mm. Yours makes mine look so teeny. I have a small little chunk of labradorite. <laughs> It's so I have the smallest. Oh, I don't have it with me, but mine would have been smaller. But that's um, <laughs> fossilized wood, which is connected to the Akashic oh, Records. I love. Oh, sorry. I had to fossilized wood. Yes. Fossilized wood. Say what? <laughs> I love fossilized wood. Petrified wood is incredible. Yes. Speaking of crystals, because it is literally a crystallized piece of two hundred million year old wood. You know, like this is a piece of history, a piece of the earth's history encased in crystal for you to work with. If that doesn't teach you about the past and teach you about patience and teach you about longevity, ain't nothing going to teach you that lesson. Mm. I love, love all the different aspects of what crystals can teach us because for me, we're all minerals, right? We're all different minerals and crystals are minerals. They're actually, when you learn about gemology, you learn that crystals are the formations but what they are is minerals so quartz is a mineral emerald is a mineral labradorite is a mineral citrine is a mineral these are you know but they form in crystals does this make sense 
Mm-hmm. And so this is why we are drawn to crystals. This is why we're drawn to minerals is because we lack whatever they have. They sort of are here to teach us and complement whatever it is that we need. If we're tired and we're low in iron, generally we'll be drawn to things like amethyst and citrine. We'll be drawn to red jasper, these things that give us energy that are drawn to physicalizing the body when we need energy that is calming will be drawn to blues and soft purples because instinctively we sort of are drawn to the energy that we need and quite often especially in like soft purples there are crystals that have lithium and lithium is a mineral that is put into tablets to calm the mind so quite often it's like they already know the crystals will often even form together and grow together because they know that they complement each other or work together It's, for me, like accessing something that's alive as well as not being alive. It's, you know, it's solid, but it's also more than just a solid. It's when we allow ourselves to just stop and feel and connect, we can feel like the heartbeat of the earth and the reason of the cosmos existing. It's like, it's all there within crystals. It's all there through the time and the energy that the earth has gone through to create these things that are just amazing. That's so So beautiful. beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people listening to this are going to be people who are earlier on their spiritual path. So what can you tell them about that intuition of choosing a crystal? Yes. The crystal chooses you. Exactly. The wand chooses the wizard. Very, very, very much. Excuse me. It's about allowing yourself not to think because if we overthink, if we read too much about the books and the information about all the crystals will, the human mind will go, this is what I think I need. Yeah. And that is yeah. always the wrong answer. Always the from wrong someone answer. else's thoughts, right? Right. Yeah from someone else's advice or ideas but if you go into a crystal shop and you're like oh this one's pretty I don't know why I like it but I like it I'm gonna buy it and you go home you hold it you're drawn to just hold it here and relax with it or put it in your pocket when you go to work or whatever then you go and read about it and you go ah this is exactly why I got it this is the reason (laughs) why the amount of readings that I do for people and they're like, Oh, I just got this crystal, blah, 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 blah. And this happened. I'm like, well, that's because this crystal does this, this, and this. And they're like, Oh, uh, that's why it, <laughs> That's why it all makes sense now. And quite often we feel like, Oh, I need to work with this crystal or like the amount of people that are like, Oh, I want to work with Moldavite. I'm like, you work with oh, Moldavite, gosh, you're Moldavite. Ready to work with Moldavite because that's one yeah. that's like, will wait for you. It's one of those ones that will wait when you're ready. You can work with it. I know it sounds like the most amazing crystal in the world and it is incredible, but there are others out there and you'll get there when you're ready. Like don't rush yourself. Don't feel like you need to play with it because someone else is working with it. If you are drawn to working with amethyst, <clears throat> amethyst only for months on end, work with amethyst because obviously you're learning a lesson from it. Obviously it's guiding you for something and helping you. And then all of a sudden you hit a point you're like, cool, now I want kyanite. Why do I want kyanite? All of a sudden you'll shift. Or I'm going to work with amethyst and something else. I'm going to start to work with a couple together. It's everyone works at their own pace. I am what is known out there as a crystal slut. I will work with all the crystals all the time. Lots and lots and lots. I will layer, I will stack. I'm a maximalist. That's how I roll. But when you (laughs) 
start start easy start one by one don't push yourself give yourself the time and the space to connect with each crystal that you work with each crystal that comes into your life work with them one at a time connect with them think of them as an individual think of them as their own little person think of them as a friend and you're getting to know them as a friend and they're getting to know you and the more you open up to them the more they can work with you and compliment you and help you work on finding out what element it works with so you can cleanse it properly to figure out what chakra it connects to so the lesson will start to be understood and within crystals each crystal will, will treat different people differently we'll all get different experiences from different or from the same crystal so you're not going to have the same experience as what the book says anyway so there's no point doing exactly that it's allow that intuition to guide you allow your feelings which we're trying to get in touch with to be the thing that guides you with crystals. What are your thoughts on sleeping with crystals under your bed? Mm. Cause I do that a lot. I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Is it too much all the time or? It depends on the crystal and it depends on the person. Um, so I learned the lesson, this lesson the hard way with my favorite crystal of all, Labradorite. I've got this big, beautiful piece. I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. I've heard it's incredible for dream work. So I'm going to put it under my pillow. Do, do you think I slept a wink? Probably I spent the whole not, night. right? You probably visions, were losing your mind. Visions, 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 visions. I remember getting up in the morning when my alarm went off and I went, what the fuck? Pardon my friend. <laughs> just happened. Where did I just go? And like, I had no idea what happened. I was so exhausted the next day. And I'm like, I'm never sleeping with you again. We will meditate on my terms. We will meditate in my meditation room. And in my room, I will have selenite. I will have a peaceful thing. I will have a calm thing. Then I know lots of people that like, oh my God, I have Labrador right next to my bed and I have the best sleep. And I I don't even dream. I just sleep really solidly. I'm cool. That works for you. So do it. Mm -hmm. I know selenite is the thing that I know. Yeah, exactly. We will figure out yeah. what we need. Even though Labradorite is my favorite of all, I would not sleep with it under my pillow. That's fair. No. When I was a little girl, I had a big crystal collection. I didn't know why. I just was always drawn to them. And my grandmother, she was a medium, and she would just take me to crystal shops and just kind of like let me run around and do whatever. It was so cool. So I do that now with my kids, and I tell them, just pick up whatever speaks to you. So they can yes. kind of learn at a young age not to let their mind get in the way. So they'll just pull out something and be like, this is what's coming home with me today. And it's so perfect. And what do so they good. like? Which ones do they choose? They're also crystal sluts. So it, <laughs> every time we go, <laughs> it's never the same. not the same, right? It doesn't make sense. Like my son will pick up amethyst and he's just like... Oh gosh, I tried not to make my kids like too gendered, like everything was always neutral, but he became a real boy. So when he picked up Amethyst, I was shocked because it's purple. I thought he wasn't going to like it. And he was yeah. like, I love this. And I actually had it with him. He's like, I need this Amethyst. It has to mm. come. And I was like, okay, like whatever it is that you want to take, we're doing it. So the other thing that I noticed that my kids do, which I didn't teach them, but I do it myself, is they talk to their crystals. They'll kind of like, they'll just give it like a little whisper of like, show me this or like, um, like help me with this. I'm like, where did you get that up? I think we're so intuitive as human beings. And then we unlearn all this stuff. Like if we just let yeah. ourselves do what feels natural and act yeah. like we did when we were five, it would all be perfect. We overcomplicate it. Yeah. Don't you think we like when you get, when you get reintroduced to crystals, right? 
it's like being reintroduced to life. It's like, what do you feel? Like, forget everything you've learned. Don't read the books. Don't go with your logical mind. It's like, go with your intuition. It's kind of like how we should be living our lives, right? Is how we choose a crystal. Yeah, definitely. Just I had like, I remember watching the amount of kids, as you said, they intuitively pick crystals, but like when they would come into the shop, they would be picking for their parents all the time they were like here mummy take this <gasps> pick this and it's because they were so take them all mummy <laughs> like, mind is like so un, un, you know um constrained by human thoughts and logic unconditioned and, yeah yeah unconditioned thank you and they just go this is it this is the thing and mum's like why do i why is, why is she giving me this why is she giving me this weird thing and we read the card and she goes oh this is what my husband needs it's every time every time so i always say let your kid choose for you if you're not sure that's brilliant mm-hmm. i love that yeah i love that so i feel like we could talk forever but <laughs> but it is time I... we, do need to... <laughs> we have to have Kyle back on here because this yes pop open the crystal conversation that has to be longer oh I would be ple- yeah. it would be a pleasure absolute pleasure hundred percent and Kyle and I will be coming together for a crystal and maybe spirit guides um, we haven't quite decided but we're putting together an, an online what did we call it did we call it a an online virtual retreat I think <laughs> so over sort of two or three days it? like yeah, some spiritual development, crystal stuff, Akashic records, past lives, whatever. We're going to throw it all yeah. together and make it interesting. And yeah. instead of, we can't all travel. We can't go to places like Bali and all of these things to go on these retreats. So we're going to do it online so everyone can join in wherever you are in the world. Yes. And obviously, Kyle and I have done one together in the flesh. So we kind of, yeah, we, we, we'll know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> for this by the way guys like i know yes and there's no real set definition of what it's going to be yet but i trust everything that the two of you guys do and i cannot wait for that one yeah and maybe that's the this the good thing about it is it's not going to be overly planned it's going to be very intuitive and it's all about spiritual development that's the point it's all about connecting with yourself tools that can help you on your journey in life help you trust yourself trust your intuition and get out of your head and into your heart i guess that's it all the stuff that we've been able to learn and you know through trial and error and our own <laughs> and our own experience we've been able to pull these things together make it something concise and easy for everyone else to take into their own lives and be empowered yeah. and be able to do all the things yourself yeah it's like the point of this podcast you know it's like we've gone through our trial and errors we've gone through our dark night of the souls and we can share with you like you know tips and tricks to make things flow better for you so you don't have to go i don't know you don't have to make as many misjudgments just because you've probably gone with your logical head or you've gone with what someone else has told you it's all about you and what's right for you and it's like what you say with the crystals different that you know people ask me what crystals do you like and i'm like i can tell you what crystals i like 
but the reason I like them is not going to be the same reason that you like them. You know, it's like, what are you looking for? Or, or literally just go somewhere and choose it. Let your, let your energy choose it. It's just so powerful. Absolutely. So Kyle, for everyone that's listening, uh, where can they find you online? Uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, at the Crystalline Mage. I do weekly oracle card readings live on social media where I do seven cards for each week. So a bit of guidance for everyone so we can all get through each week. I sort of was forced into it through COVID and being stuck at home. And uh, it has continued on through this year and it's been lots and lots of fun. Um, I am also available for video readings as well for anywhere in, in the world. So you don't have to be in Australia to be able to look in with me. That's nice. fabulous. International, Thank you. Mr. International. <laughs> Mr. International. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh no, it's not. It's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> He's actually got the same surname as me, Pitbull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're both Perez. There we go. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, well, we will tag your Instagram, we'll tag your Facebook so people can just yeah. click and find you and follow you because you share so much so much wisdom in your instagram and and on facebook so yeah people can just check in and you you know when you do your card readings do you uh do you upload them onto your page after if people yes, miss them on my IGTV, you can go through and go through all of the readings from this year um on my IGTV, I put them up straight there. And then they're also shared onto my Facebook page um, afterwards as well. So you can go back and watch them as often as you want. And you're so helpful with your crystal knowledge. Like people can just message you and you just, you're just a well of knowledge, so. I always say, if I can help, I will. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Fascinating and Thanks fun for coming on on your birthday. birthday. No, happy birthday. <laughs> happy so birthday much. to you. Is it still your birthday in Australia? There's an hour left, right? It's 11 for you? Yeah, it's just gone 11 o'clock. So one hour yeah. to go. Happy birthday. Well after midnight. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> I love it. It's been too much fun. Oh, oh, thank you. We'll have you back on. Thank you for coming. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Love it. Thanks, everyone. Bye.